0: with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. Joining me today is an author, a speaker, and someone with Icelandic roots. Can you guess who it is? <laughs> Heidi Herman is joining me today on the mic. Welcome, Heidi.
1: Thank you, Dr. Paul. It is awesome to be here today.
0: This is kind of fun. You know, I shared with you before we um, started the recording today that I have some Scandinavian ties. Um, I say Scandinavian, even though Finland is not technically part of Scandinavia. Geographically, it is. But it has some ties to the title of your most recent book. Now, you're an author. You've you've written several books, all of which seem to have a common theme around Iceland or your Icelandic roots. Yes. And this new one, let me just pull it up on my screen. It's called On with the Butter Spread More Living into in, Everyday Life. And during my time in Finland, I found that butter is an important thing. Mm, absolutely. in fact, <laughs> can I just throw in a little trivia here as we get started? Yeah. Um, years ago, I interviewed Aaron Linsdow here on the show. He. Uh, <sighs> His claim to fame is that he trekked solo from the Hercules Inlet on the coast of Antarctica to the South Pole. Now, that's a whole different part of the world from Iceland and Finland and but what he ate every day to sustain that journey was butter. In fact he ate 2 sticks of butter every day.
1: Oh my goodness. I know, right? Wow. <laughs> I, uh, I did not know that. Well,
0: that's for your G whiz collection, Heidi. You maybe <laughs> didn't know that, but when I read your title about spread more butter, um, you know, we think of that in in Western culture and civilization as kind of an indulgence, maybe a you know, a, a little extra taste and flavor onto it. And I think it has that meaning, but in some of the colder climates on the planet. It's actually an important nutritional thing, butter.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think in Scandinavia, where where that saying comes from, that is a really important part of their diet that has lots of butter and dairy and cream. And they're they're very much Mm -hmm. uh, focused on that as part of their diet. Well,
0: you've uh, you've titled this book after an Icelandic saying. Yes. Would you share that with us? And then I want to talk to you a little bit about your mom.
1: Yes. The the expression is Akram med smorded. And it literally translates to on with the butter. It's similar to an American expression of, you know, get the lead out. You know, we don't actually mean go to your pantry and, you know, procure your lead. Where it's, it's an expression of preparing to move forward or, or forge ahead or continue going. So um, right. on with the butter is uh, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the phrase that your title came from. Yes.
0: But the idea, the inspiration for this came from some interactions with your mother. Yes. And I'm going to let you tell that story. Just share with us what, uh, what that's all about.
1: My, my mother um, was Icelandic. she met my father during World War II and became a war bride and moved to the United States and was always very active wanting to know what's what's around the next corner what you know what is there to do and what can I explore and in, in her 90s people always asked her you know what what is your secret what you know how do you do this and her one thing that she would always say is, Uh, never stop moving, just keep moving. And that was about the only advice she could ever really give someone is just keep moving. So I thought that that expression in Icelandic was the perfect title for this book Mm -hmm. where I try to put a little meat around that and give, give readers, oh, a few hundred ideas on how they can really just keep moving and add that sparkle of life to every day.
0: A few hundred ideas. Your mother, the way I understood this, uh, Heidi, your mother took on kind of a project or a challenge. She did. Was it in her 93rd year that this happened? She
1: turned 93. Uh um, She decided to do 93 new things before she turned 94. There you go. It was a way to say there's always something new. It doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't now matter how much you've done, there is always some new experience that you can do.
0: Right. Which allows you to spread on the butter, right?
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: And and you're you're using butter as an analogy also for more living, more joy, more activity, just engaging with life instead of setting back and letting life push us around like it sometimes does. Mm -hmm. We take it on intentionally. And I love this story about your mom, Heidi, because this turned out to be one of the last projects that she took on in her mortal existence uh, because then she passed away at the age of 94. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yeah.
0: But what an inspiration are we really going to sit around and say, Oh, I'm too old. Exactly. Well, everybody think about Heidi's mom. If you think (laughs) you're too old, I bet you don't have a year or two on her.
1: (laughs) And, and the types of things that she undertook, not just in that 93rd year, but Uh you know, where, where that came from when she was 80, 80, she attended an online school to get her certification in children's literature, and that's when she started writing and published several books. When she was 88, she went paragliding for the first time. At 90, she ziplined the Mall of America. Uh, you know, so wow. it doesn't have to be little things. It can be kind of like oh wow, kind of things. You know? Yeah, like bucket
0: list stuff.
1: Right. So,
0: this mentality, I think, is so crucial to really upgrading our lives, getting out of some of the ruts or the doldrums that we get into and and expanding our thinking a little bit. Heidi, as you were putting this book together and and remembering what you've learned from your mother and her experiences, what have you discovered? What can you share with us that'll help us to to spread a little more butter?
1: It um, it was it was fun where this book came from is I was putting together uh, her final book of the 93 things and kind of making that photo journal. And as, as I was going through it, I kept thinking that I wanted to say more. My, my editor kind of got on me because I kept expanding mom's story and yeah. kept saying, stop, stop giving your opinions of stuff. This is her story. We'll do another yep. book of what you think of this. So that's where this book came from, is my perceptions of how I saw her live and how I applied that to my own life. Mm-hmm. And when, when she and I would travel together and do our adventures, I always found that she was the one who was very spontaneous she would always, you know, be on the lookout for every sign on the road and oh, what's that? Or oh, did you see that billboard? Or oh, what's over there? Let's go check that out. Mm-hmm. I've always been the planner. I will research things in advance and you know, every top hundred tourist destinations in every state I'm gonna drive through. So I I have an idea of things that I want to do. So I've I've always been that way. But one thing that she taught me was that. Just say yes, that stop in the moment and having that balance of a little bit of research to know what things are out there and right. plan things, but then build that time in for spontaneity because you never know what you're going to come across. That right. is like the perfect balance to me. Wow.
0: The little phrase that you slipped in there, Heidi, about just say yes. Mm-hmm. We're saying yes to life. and Yes. It's not that you're going out there and taking unreasonable risks. I mean, there's some risk in all of living. In fact, I've discovered nobody gets out of this alive. But as we go along the way, like you're saying, do some reasonable diligence Mm -hmm. or planning or research to open up some possibilities and then be ready to accept them
1: when they show up. Exactly. Exactly. And and something new, like you said, it doesn't have to be crazy stuff. Yeah, sure. Right. Mom ziplined the Mall of America and we went paragliding and we went ice caving and all this kind of stuff. But she also dyed her hair red just because she had never been that color before. Uh, she <laughs> picked up for Halloween. Um, I know for me, some new things that I've done in the past few years, I learned how to make jelly. Um, which is kind of fun, but I built a lot of activity in it by going out to the orchard and picking the apples first and processing them myself and then making jelly. So you get a whole lot of activity built in there and some fresh air and outside time, as well as some fun stuff. And then you end up with maybe gifts that you can give other people. So it's kind of a nice circle,
0: right? You know, I'm. I'm intrigued with this whole idea because it carries an energy with it that I think is is naturally attractive to people. When when we think about doing new things, and there's a lot of ways we get in our own way and through fear and doubt and excuses or whatever, you know, sometimes we'll will cut ourselves off from opportunities, but there's there's something powerful Behind this that comes from the brain research, and in fact, I remember uh, Dr. David Eagleman talking about this. He's out of um, Stanford, and he does a lot of brain research. And in referring to brain-friendly activities and ways that we can prolong our life and increase our our vitality, doing new things is a big part of that. Mm -hmm. And it, it actually changes the way your brain processes uh, certain experiences and other activities that you're doing. And so this is one of the most brain friendly things that you can do as well.
1: It, it really does impact you so much. Like you said, um, learning new things, it, it helps challenge your brain and um, keeps all, every, everything all firing and, and it mm-hmm. helps you stay focused and it reduces your stress, and it just helps you get through your day, but also staying active and interacting with new people. It can show you new ways to view a problem, new skills to solve problems, and just be more empathetic to other people by getting involved and engaged in points of view that you've never considered before. Uh, It it makes it very interesting to go through life and be challenged with different points of view that can help you say, oh, wow, that's interesting. never thought of that before. Yes. (laughs) Well, this
0: is an intriguing conversation. I, I think as we come back from this break, Heidi, I would love to find out a little bit more about the ideas that you've come up with ways to actually implement this because you've got some (laughs) hundreds i would guess (laughs) Uh, awesome when we come back from this break folks we're going to dive into that and explore a little bit more about what heidi has learned from her experience this is heidi herman at live on purpose radio we'll be right back drpauljenkins.com and we're back Heidi Herman today at Live On Purpose Radio and she's spreading some butter all over this place (laughs) well you know what I'm a fan of butter I, I probably more than I should you know for health reasons but we've already talked a little bit about how that has some symbolic meaning and and how we get to add some life and living and vitality to the to the life that we have mm-hmm. Heidi I am eager to to get into your brain a little bit more about how that actually plays out what kinds of things are we talking about when when we talk about spreading more butter
1: well what, what I'd like to, the, the message I want to impart is what I learned from my mom. And it yeah. really started when I was a kid. And she would always say that she wanted to know what was over that hill. Well, What's over that, you know, what what is there to do? What can I learn? What book can I read? Mm-hmm. How can I, you know, advance knowledge and experience? And she would always say that came from, you know, Viking ancestors. Uh, Hey, Iceland was settled by Norwegian sailors, and those were pretty much all Vikings. So much
0: Vikings, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so, when I really tried to put all this together, I wanted to say, let's look at every part of life. And if we say, um, take a trip, and it, it might be down the road, going to the grocery store, or it might be uh, deliberately across the country, but seek out an unusual path or don't necessarily stay with the interstate or don't always stay with your same routine every now and then, you know, if you're going to the grocery store, take a different path, see what might be on that path that you've never run into before, but be aware of that. Maybe it's a new bookstore, or maybe it's a new shoe store, or, you know, maybe it's a a hobby Mm -hmm. store. Um, But there might be something there that catches your interest. Um, I put a, a, a chapter in the book about family, both looking at back and forward, Mm -hmm. researching your genealogy, finding out who your ancestors are, learning a little bit more about the culture and the history of the people that came before, but also connecting and trying to record things for generations uh, later, whether it's, you know, video your favorite recipe on how to cook, or you know, maybe grandkids take their iPhone out to the shed, and grandpa can show woodworking or uh, welding or whatever hobby he has. Just sharing that knowledge and that connection to connect different parts of the family, and it's the concept is all about the normal, routine aspects of our daily life but how to look at everything just a little bit differently to add another level of activity and another level of connection with challenge, whether it's a physical challenge of I'm going to go outside and walk one mile. It it might be five times back and forth to my own mailbox, but if that's my personal challenge, that's what I want to work towards. Um, And we have to just work around what we have, where we are, what the weather is, what uh, is going on in the state of the world, or, you know, what limitations we might have physically or, um, yeah, right now, it happens to be negative 20 outside. So I'm not going for a walk, but uh, I, I might hit the treadmill, you know, so there's different things that you can do to accomplish the same thing. But looking right. at it across many different aspects of activity, that's mm-hmm. that's the thought
0: process. I think we take an extra step from what we're used to doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because whatever you're programmed to do is going to come most naturally to you. As you started this conversation, Heidi, I was thinking about my own ride home today. Uh-huh. I'm going to leave my office. I'm going to get in my truck. And usually at that point, I just kick in the autopilot. I'm not going to do that today because I had this chat with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are are you going to see what's
0: the other way? (laughs) I'm taking a different route home. Yeah. And really there's two routes that I usually take depending on the traffic. But I'm only two miles from my house. (laughs) Oh, wow. So uh, I may extend my commute a little bit today. Maybe it's going to take me four or five miles to get home. (laughs) And why not?
1: And why not? Yes.
0: (sighs) Well, we come up with reasons why we can't. Now, you mentioned the weather, too, and I wanted to respond to that because um, I remember one of the, the sayings that I learned in Finland uh, the translation goes there's there's no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate clothing. I like that, yeah and and really, when you look at life that way, so here we are during this recording, we're still in the throes of the COVID 19 pandemic, and there's all kinds of stories flying around about what you can't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that you can't, it's that you get to do it differently.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yes.
0: That's the mentality, right? I mean, that's where we're going with this. Mm -hmm. Heidi, I'm curious because you've had an opportunity to share this through your book, through speaking. As you've shared this message with people, I'm curious what kind of impact you're seeing that this has on people as they start to connect to what you're teaching us here today.
1: It it has been so amazing because I feel like, you know, a, a part of my mom's philosophy is just kind of gaining strength and, and growing just that whole, you are never too old. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm in my fifties now and I have siblings that are in sixties, seventies. My mom was 90 and all of us approach life that way. You know, you're, you're not too old to go camping. You're not too old to take an RV trip across the the country. You're you're not too old to go see the Grand Canyon. I don't know, depending on how your knees and hips and ankles are, you may not want to hike down to the bottom, but you can still look at it from the top and it's still amazing. Um, There's just so much that you can do. And I've gotten feedback from even people as young as 30 that say, wow, some of the things in this book I don't do. And there's no reason why I can't, I need to, I don't have to wait until I retire to live my life. And that's probably one of those concepts that I find so funny because in speaking to that 50 plus age group, it's almost trying to encourage, you're not too old, get out there, do stuff, have fun. And it really is the movement in, in folks, 60, 70, they're out there more, they're doing things. And now I'm sort of seeing feedback from 30s and 40s saying, oh, I don't want to wait that long to have that much fun. They, oh, it looks like they're doing so great. I want to do that now. So I find that that is very fun. But then I also see feedback from people in their 60s and 70s who are starting to realize that whether it's age, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's a a physical uh, challenge that you're recovering from surgery or an injury or whatever it is, you don't have to have the attitude of, well, I would, but Ugh, no, right. I can this way. You know, it's, right. it, it's like you said, it's not making an, an excuse of why we can't do things, it's finding that way around to how we can do it.
0: You know, one of the, my favorite t shirts said simply, get in front of your butt. Spelled B-U-T. Yes, yes. Right? Because we say that sometimes. Well, I would, but, well, stay in front of your butt. Get in front of your, I would. How? I will. <laughs> right. I can. Yes, yes. See, without going to that next conjunction, but there's all of these reasons not to. Look, your brain will come up with half a dozen reasons not to do anything. Mm -hmm. All you need is a good reason or two to move forward. And what I'm hearing from you today, Heidi, is that this enhances your life. This brings more living to the life you're already doing.
1: Exactly, and no one should ever feel like I am just sitting here bored every day waiting for my last day. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, and and I think part of what was on my mind as I was writing this book is I had a number of friends that were military and so many military were really afraid of that, you know, 25, 30 year mark because they would be getting out sort of losing their identity, losing the flow. And, oh my goodness, what am I going to do every day? I I can't retire because I'm terrified of having nothing to do. Ah, mm-hmm. there are a hundred things to do every single day. It is, there is just so much. And sometimes you maybe have to try a bunch of things that you think you won't like to figure out what it is that you actually do like. Um, yeah. But thinking that life is over because you've retired, oh no, oh no, life has just started. And if it has something to do with, there's such a strong connection with the type of work that you do, continue doing it in a volunteer capacity. Take that knowledge and that skill set and hand it off to the next generation. Volunteer to mentor other businesses. I mean, this, this is all part of that Find that circle that appeals to you most. Is it travel? Is it education? Is it um, building something, making something? Which funnel appeals to you most? And then go down that path to find the activity that will keep you busy and give you a rewarding life until your last day. It doesn't have to be work. It should actually be fun.
0: And I hope we don't expire before our death.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes,
0: absolutely. Oh, Heidi, you've, you've got me thinking. I'm going home differently today. And it's because of you.
1: I hope you have fun. And I hope you come across at least two possible things to do that you're going to have to follow up on after that.
0: I will discover something for sure. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. This book, let's just go back to that for a minute. On with the Butter, Spread More Living onto Everyday Life. That's by Heidi Herman. I imagine people can get that wherever they get their books.
1: Exactly. You can get it at your local bookstore, you can get it online. Um, it's available as an ebook through your, your favorite ebook downloader. Um, or you can go straight to my website. And the website, website is
0: HeidiHermanAuthor.com. Mm-hmm. And there's no tricky spelling there. Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, Herman, H-E-R-M-A-N, Author.com. And uh, that's where they can also connect with you, right, Heidi, if they want to have you come speak to their group or interact with uh, you in other ways, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all doing a lot of Zooms right now, right?
0: (laughs) Hey, you know what? It's just like all the other stuff we've talked about here today. It's not that we can't do the event or connect in some way. It's that we get to do it differently than before.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Heidi, thank you for joining us today at Live On Purpose Radio.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Paul. It has been awesome being with you.
0: You guys have heard it. It's time to go spread on some more butter. (laughs) And we'll let you go do that. Let's all live on purpose.